Do you want me to get more coffee? Okay, you okay. get some more coffee, that's fine. Okay, thank you. I, of course, am Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry. Or As my grandson said this week on Christmas Eve, he said, let's get this party started. It was so cold. So let's get this week's started. And oh my gosh, this week is number 35, episode number 35. And you know what? People always ask me, Jeff, why are you so much in love with Nebraska? And I'll say, well, it was because of number 35, Jeff Kinney, running back for Nebraska back in 1970. And I think it was Thanksgiving Day or the day after. He scored four touchdowns in what people considered the Greatest game of the century, Nebraska and Oklahoma. And it also included the great Johnny Rogers. And uh, But Jeff Kinney scored four touchdowns. His name was Jeff. My name is Jeff. He scored four touchdowns. And that's why I fell in love with Nebraska. I don't know, maybe about 10 years ago, for home, we were at a Nebraska game for homecoming. The Husker Center, I don't know what it's called, but at the bookstore. But there's Jeff Kinney. He's there signing autographs. So, of course, I got my picture taken with him. Had him sign my uh, football, put his number 35 on there, and the rest, as they say, is Cornhusker history. All right, let's get rolling with my movie review. Oh, my gosh. She took a break from Hallmark this year and is on GAC, Great American Country, Jill Wagner. And she's in, what was it called? A Christmas Miracle for Daisy. She's uh, helping a kid named Daisy. She comes into the place right at the very beginning. Uh, the secretary, somebody says, oh, an angel bearing coffee. And it's Jill Wagner bringing coffee. And I thought, angel, Jill Wagner. Yeah, those two go together. So perfect start to a uh, great Christmas movie on GAC with my favorite, Jill Wagner. So good movie, too. So hopefully she comes back to Hallmark for her little um, Hallmark movies and mysteries. Let's get past Jill Wagner because I could talk about her when she was with uh, doing Buick commercials uh, in Chicago in the morning at like five o'clock and the commercials from the news and then wipe out. And then I'll, let's stop right there. Okay, let's stop. As the song goes, morning side of the mountain, every Jack must have a Jill. Donnie and Marie, every Jack must have a Jill. Oh, an angel bag coffee and muffins. The Christmas season has begun. Yes, it has. Let's go to... Our coffee review with Brunch Cafe in Moselle. We go every month with uh, my brother Joe and my favorite sister-in-law when the other ones aren't around, Claudia. We go, me, Pam, Z, and I, and we go there. Past Sunday, they had the signs in the window that were like, you know, of course, you got to wear a mask. And then it was, we are short-staffed, and so please be patient. As we're sitting there, I thought, you know, you know what song would be great right now with everything in the door? Because those were not the only two signs. Those were a bunch of different signs on there. Beginning in Cook County in Chicago on January 3rd to get into a restaurant, get all of these places, you have to have your vaccination card in this and that. So I just thought, you know what? The song goes, hey, Mr. Can't You Read? You got to have a mask to get a seat. You can't even watch. No, you can't eat. You ain't supposed to be here. And the sign said, 
you got to have a vaccination card to get inside. Ugh. Great song from 1971, way out of its time, by the five-man electrical band, and then later redid by Tesla. Great video on MTV, too. But beginning Monday in Chicago and Cook County, you got to have a vaccination card to get inside. My stepdaughter and I just listened to that in the car on the way over here. The Tesla version? Yes. yes. And I kept telling her, I was like, I was like, the song is incredible, yada, yada, yada. And right. or ba 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 ba. So I cannot believe it's serendipitous. Oh, it's a great song. Great, great song. And both versions are really good. And let's go back to the sign said, please be patient with, you know, our servers because we're short staffed. Like, okay. So we get in there, place is crowded as usual. And our waitress, unfortunately, did not get her name. She made all the rotation. The food was really good. She was great. And what she did also was, I ordered pumpkin pancakes and she tried to convince me to have like this, not syrup, but like this, I forgot what it's called, cream or something to put on there. I said, no, I don't want it. She goes, well, it's really good. I said, well, no, I don't want it. She goes, well, I'll put it on the side. I said, no, <laughs> I don't want it. And she looks at me and she, and that's the thing about mass. You can't see people smiling, but I could tell from her eyes that she was enjoying the conversation with me. And that my brother, and uh, my sister-in-law and Pamsy were enjoying the little go going back and forth with, with the waitress. She wasn't being nasty or anything. I mean, she wasn't forced on it. She was just trying because apparently it's really good, but I don't do that. It's like ranch dressing, mayonnaise. I don't like that. So I just looked at her and said, you know what? Save the plastic for the little thing. You put it on the side. I don't need it. Bring me the syrup. I love pumpkin pancakes. They were really good. She came back again. She goes, you enjoying the pumpkin pancakes? I said, yes, I am. When we're leaving, my brother Joe says to me, did you review this place yet? I said, I think so. He goes, because you know, and I looked at him, I said, I know what you're going to say. Despite being short-staffed, they came around. She came around at least six times because we were there for probably an hour. She kept filling it up. And then at the end, she must have realized that my brother and Joe and I were having a good conversation. And she said, put the check down. She said, finish your conversation or finish your conversation, whatever. She was in no hurry, which was great. It was just a great experience because the sign wanted you to be, you know, flexible. And that that's, you know, we understand it during these trying times, but she was absolutely great. And she did. She made the rounds at least six times. So like Mr. Pink in Reservoir Dogs. You got to have it at least six times, and she was absolutely great. And the bacon, today is National Bacon Day that we're recording this, and the bacon I had at the restaurant to go with them delicious pumpkin pancakes were the best. Again, two best smells, coffee, bacon, you know, like coffee and a smile, bacon and coffee, you can't go wrong. So that's my little review on that. So Brunch Cafe in Roselle, Illinois, really good. My favorite and best New Year's Eve. And I, I didn't even have to go deep into my uh, mental Rolodex. I mean, it's 
back in 1968, but I didn't, this has been always one of my favorite, favorite stories and things to do. On New Year's, we were in California and in San Bernardino, it was the Orange Festival and you have it every year. And this year, the entertainment, again, like the year before in 67, was James Brown. Well, I just turned 11. Red was 12. He was going to be 13. Um, Red was 50, 12. Red was 12. He was going to be 13 in 69. Frank Hernandez was as old as me. Donnie Ray, I think, was a year older than Red. And then Freddie, his brother, I think was uh, Red's age. All of them were, you know, we were in what, sixth grade. So they were all sixth, seventh grade. So for children under, it was children under 12, it was 99 cents to get it. For 99 cents, it was cost effective. It was at, um, I think, the Swing Auditorium. We went and we had, I don't know, maybe about 10 guys. Otis, I think it was Otis Williams. And then the Perkins brothers, Donnie Ray, Freddie, Frankie Hernandez, a couple other people from our block. I could tell you right now, if he was around and with us in 68, we would have never been able to go see James Brown. So the parents, the other parents and everything, you know, like Frank Hernandez did, uh, talked to my mom, let me and Red go. You know, Perkins, they lived across the street, Freddie and Donnie Ray. You know, they all talked and it was, you know, it was a harmless thing, just a harmless, harmless thing. So it was, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this ever on one of my things, but Otis um, was carrying a baggy glue, airplane glue and sniffing glue. No one else would do it. And there's me and Red Stanner. We just thought we would get headaches from doing our Batman models and Dracula and everything. And Honey West, yo, he's like in a bag. And I remember me and Red looking at each other like, what's he doing? And he had that thing sniffing the glue. Yeah. And he's only 12. One of the first experiences where you look at it like, whoa. So we walked there and it was great. We snuck up towards the front. But inside, you know, with the balloons, they released it at New Year's you know, when at midnight and everything. So it was, uh, you know, James Brown came out and he was just went inside and then he did the countdown. He did the, um, just talk, talking to the crowd, not, not a lot, but just, you know, with they had, they did have the balloons. We're standing on chairs. They had the streamers. It wasn't anything, um, like you see now it was a James Brown concert. There was no way they were going to have the show be bigger than James Brown. He was on for, I don't know, two and a half, three hours. He mesmerizes everyone, and even at that age, you know, we love music, my brother Jerry and I, well, actually all my brothers, but James Brown was just so exciting to watch, and just and it, just an entertainer, just a great, great entertainer. There, there never will be anyone like that guy. I don't, Mick Jagger gets his moves from James Brown, okay? So, yeah, he just kept going, because I, I think because it was New Year's, and he just put that show on and then you think it's over where he's laying on the ground they come out they put the cape on it's just <laughs> and we're like <gasps> and then it's like he pops up and it's just the best the, i get chills just talking about it because it was so just so exciting at 11 years old you think you know you're watching i didn't get to watch the beatles on ed sullivan so i didn't know that the old man would let us watch guys dressed like girls with long hair to their ears yikes so I've never been to a better, more exciting concert in my entire life. And this is, you know, I've seen Marie Osmond a few times. Okay. And uh, this was the, we've seen the Osmonds at the Mill Run. Yikes. And 
think it's Niles in 1980 when they did the whole family tour to get him out of bankruptcy or get him from filing bankruptcy. But if you could picture this, two white kids, one with red hair, one me, short. I think I had a cape like James Brown when he bring the cape out to put over him. I think he had a cape. <laughs> Being Polish, it was a blanket. <laughs> and we're standing on chairs singing, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. That's good. It was the absolute best. And he's such a great entertainer, probably the best entertainer, singer um, of all time to me anyway. He's just great. So walking home from there, it was just so exciting when everybody had, in our group and we were actually singing. I heard it through the grapevine together because that was the big song of 68 by uh, Marvin Gaye, along with uh, Papa's Got a Brand New Bag. <laughs> by James Brown. That was great. And we just had, my brother Jerry and I had such a great time that night with all our friends. And it just, it could never be topped. You could never, ever top that night. It was just so much fun. My mom let us go out. You know, we told her where we were going and we all walked to that auditorium. It was a long walk too. That's it. That's it for this week. I know it was short with that, but I had to get in with the coffee review with uh, at the brunch because, again, shorthanded, and she just kept up with us. It was great. And then uh, the Jill Wagner. So join us again. And then I, hopefully people went on uh, our Instagram to see my can of cores on there with the two buttons on there. Did you press one to release the air and the other one to drink out of with uh, my Uncle Bob and I sitting in that garage in uh, Riverside, California. Out of those cool Coors cans. So Instagram is at M-A-R-Y-B-S number 5-T-H-S-O-N. So we have a picture of that. And then uh, I'm going to throw some other pictures on there I found this week. So uh, join us next week. And I have another, God, another great story with I won't tell you. So join us next week. Thanks again. And I know it's after New Year's you're listening to this, but Happy New Year. And I hope you had a safe and happy New Year. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better. Coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Join us next week where we continually talk about coffee, which we all love. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne Two Elements. Thank you. Uh, production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find our website on Buzzsprout. And if you read the Daily Herald with Ron Onesti, he runs the show and displays now in the, um, I forgot what other theater, but his favorite story is James Brown coming to town. And he, James Brown had him bring in a hair dryer, one of them old helmet hair dryers for him. And he thought it was the greatest thing because Ronald Nesty was helping him. He came in for a concert at Hawthorne Racetrack. And Ronald Nesty said he was walking with him and he said, You the man? They put James Brown with horse racing. He goes, it's a great, great thing. And he said when he left, he left him that hair dryer, the helmet one. It was, yeah, it's one of my favorite stories. And Ronald Nesty uh, does in the um, 
what's it called in the Daily Herald. He has an article every Friday about music. So yeah, just a great. And we met him at the Graham Graham Nash concert, and just a, a nice guy. Okay, I was gonna say great guy, but you get mad, so I just stick with nice guy. What a nice guy! Don't get mad about. I just what, what a good fella. <laughs> Since he's Italian, I'll quote Ray uh, Leone and uh, Goodfellas. What a good fella. He's a good fella. <laughs> <laughs>